on this week's episode of Marketing O'Clock. YouTube will be helping creators mind the gap, the content gap that is. Google Ads puts the fun in refund. Service adjustments are rolling out, and if you got a notification, you might have gotten one. And bird on the street is Jack Dorsey is flying away from his Twitter nest as CEO. All on today's show. You know what time it is. It's officially Marketing O'Clock. We bring you all the digital marketing news of the week, powered by the digital marketing community. If you want to join the conversation, hit us up. We are at Marketing O'Clock everywhere, and you can join our community on Discord at community.marketingoclock.com. We record every week from the Cypress North Studios in beautiful Buffalo, New York, to bring you our famous Friday news show. You can subscribe to our show at youtube.marketingoclock.com or wherever you consume your podcast. Head over to marketingoclock.com slash newsletter to receive every article we cover straight to your inbox. Hey there, I'm Christine Zernheld. AKA Shep. I'm Nicole Waddington. And I'm Greg Finn. And it is officially Marketing O'Clock. Here on December 3rd, 2021. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us here in December. Nicole, it's good to see you. It's been a minute. Good to see you as well. And good to be back. What's going on in your world? So as many people probably know, today was the day that Spotify rap dropped. And it is... Well, when we recorded. When we recorded. And it is completely dominating my Instagram, (laughs) my Instagram stories, Snapchat, Twitter, it is all over the place. And while I love seeing all of my data, it's very overwhelming and stressed and is making me want to log out of all my accounts. You're a contrarian, though, by nature, I feel like. Yeah, I guess so. You just said that you can't watch Harry Potter and you didn't (laughs) like the movie Dune. (laughs) And probably half the audience has stopped listening. (laughs) Right? Like, you just, I feel like you don't like other people's selections. Is that true? I'm kind of curious, but it's also like data overwhelmed to me today yeah. when it drops. And for me, I'm just slowly becoming a little gatekeepy about Taylor Swift. So when other people try to act like, oh, I'm one of her biggest fans, you're only in the top 5%, like get bent. Like, what percent are you? Like zero, 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 one. <laughs> I'm saving it for later. <laughs> I will say that Taylor Swift did make my top 10, even though I messed up the sweater and scarf. A couple episodes ago. Oh, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> so there's I'm room of- for everyone here. Forget the <laughs> gatekeeping. <laughs> well, speaking of Spotify wrapped, I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit here, but people are tagging us on Twitter today because we are in an unbelievable amount of people's Spotify wrapped. Like it's really shocking. Yeah. Like the number one for some people, I think you just said PPC Greg listened to us more hours than you listened to anything, right? Yeah, he listened to us for a lot. And so did a lot of other people, which is really cool to see. Yes, Glenn Gabe mentioned us this morning. He said he likes to listen to us when he works out, which I just can't believe. You know, always showing his stripes of one of our BFFs of the show. Anu, we are her number two. Like, what an honor. <laughs> and then also we heard from Letitia. You are a new friend of the show. I've never heard of you before, but it is so nice to meet you. And we are so honored to be your number one. And of course, PPC Greg here too. So we hope some more of these are rolling in today and throughout the week as you guys are watching your Spotify wrapped. And if we're in your top five, let us know, mention us, and we're working on a prize for you guys because we're really, really humbled to be on so many lists. Yep. And we've got mugs, ceramic mugs, some other stuff and stickers, and we'll figure out a way to get um, some sort of prizes out. Yeah, Greg, what's new with you? We had an interview going on and somebody said, oh, and you have a dog in the office? And I'm like, our dog has never been in this office. He hasn't been in the new office. Right. So my dog has not been in the new office and we've been here for a year now. So I'm like, I wonder what else is on my profile. In my profile, maybe six to eight times said AdWords. (gasps) 
And I was so embarrassed. And I was like, oh my gosh, it says, it said I worked at Search Engine Land. And from the beginning, like when I wrote that, it was true. And then we went to Search Engine Journal. And now technically I'm back at, at Third Door Media hopping out. But it's, it's just crazy that so I maybe had AdWords go up back that whole to time. AdWords. And we've been a successful company somehow. Like, how is that possible? <laughs> That's crazy. So it's changed now. But I didn't listen to the show. I just, I don't, you know, I don't look at myself. I hate myself. Yeah. And so I just don't look at that. But it went, must have been like six years without changing it. Well, you should bring your dog back to the office, though. I don't think you want that. He's missed. And, <laughs> and his fur all over the floor. Well, I was just going to start the show with a minor corrections corner here, as they say on My Favorite Murder. Um, I misreported a really important story this week, but fortunately, the stats and informations are called in this morning to correct me. AKA your husband. Yes. And here's a voicemail. Hey, everybody. Just calling to set the record straight. Last week, it was reported that we went to a Chicago Cubs game to see uh, Mr. Jason Derulo perform. However, it was actually the New York Mets against the Colorado Rockies in New York at City Field, and the artist was Neo. So unfortunately, through crying in the 10th and 11th inning when the game finally ended in 12, we didn't get to see Sexy Love performed by Neo. So just wanted to set the record straight there. And then also wanted to congratulate you guys on winning the bronze medal in my Spotify Wrapped for being the third most listened to podcast by me. I really look forward to listening to the digital marketing news next week and hope that everything goes well. Looking forward to seeing my clock skirt in the mail. All right. That voicemail was not the, I don't know. You're not winning a clock skirt from that voicemail first off. And I noticed it because I was editing the show last week and it was probably 1230 to 1 a.m. when I was editing the show before Thanksgiving. I don't want to give myself any work. And you're talking about Jason Derulo? Yeah, I An 18 inning Derulo. game in Chicago. And I'm Googling Chicago Cubs Jason Derulo concert because I wanted to see if he finished it. I was going to put up, he finished it on YouTube and I couldn't find anything. And I'm like, Jason Derulo concert baseball, 18 inning game. I couldn't find 18 inning game. I couldn't find Jason Derulo. I'm like, what is happening? So who was the actual concert okay, for? First of all, I, I wasn't totally lying. I have attended a 19 inning baseball game in Chicago in 40 degree weather. I have also been unfortunate enough to attend a, I think, 14, he said, inning game. He said 12. In New York. Okay, 12 you didn't even game. listen. Sorry. I don't, I don't listen to anything he says. A 12 <laughs> inning game in New York, apparently. That is when the Neo concert happened, and I left that one early, too. Oh, my God. So, you know, we always just want to give the most accurate news here. No fake news ever. So I had to correct myself. Our marketing news is accurate. Yes. So thank you, Eddie, for calling in. And we will also want to take a second here to acknowledge the PPC Hero list of 25 most influential PPC experts in 2021 list came out. And there are some real influential people on here that we have been lucky enough to have on the show. So we want to congratulate you guys. PPC Kirk, a.k.a. PPC Kirk, made an appearance. AJ Wilcox, Andrea Cruz, Julie Baccini, Joe Martinez, and Anu at the Marketing Anu were all on the list. And we were so honored to have you guys on Marketing a Talk when we were doing those. Maybe we'll bring them back in a little bit. But yeah, we have some real important guests here on Marketing a Talk. Influential. Yes. So congrats, everyone. Congrats, everyone who made the list. And one more piece of housekeeping here. We wanted to let you guys know there is a new episode of Agency Scoop with Jill Fetcher from our team. She is joined by, as Greg calls her, the pride of Avon. Is it Avon or Avon? How dare you? It's <laughs> Avon. It's the home of Tom Wallace and Casey Gillette. So Get it sorry. right. She is sitting down with the one and only Casey Gillette to talk about whether you should, when you should work with um, a marketing agency and when you should hire someone in-house. And you should listen to it, A, because Casey is awesome. So is Jill. 
But there was one quite one at the beginning. It was so funny. I was laughing out loud. Jill Jill was saying something about business development, which is what Jill does a lot of. And Casey's like, "Oh yeah, that's the worst part." Right at the beginning, <laughs> and it was so funny. Jill's like, "That's what I do." It was awesome. That's so I funny. loved it. So you can catch that episode wherever you're listening to this or to go to cypressnorth.com when we have it listed as a blog post. And getting into the news this week, Chris Ridley tweeted from his at C underscore J underscore Ridley Twitter account. He said, Google ad service adjustments are now appearing within the affected account billing and payment transactions tab. So this is a follow-up from um, Google ads said on November 13th that there was a problem between 6 p.m. PST on Friday, November 12th and 3 a.m. PST on Saturday, November 13th that affected shopping ads. They said they identified the issue and they were going to issue refunds to anyone who was affected and they are keeping good on that promise. So if you were one of the accounts that were affected, you're going to see this in your transactions of your Google Ads account. It'll come in um, listed as another item as a service adjustment, and you'll see your refund there. So it's good to see that they did this and fix it relatively quickly. I was a little upset about the rollout, though, because if you have an MCC, this showed up across all Crazy. of your accounts. Mm-hmm. It didn't show where you were logged in, and it didn't say what account it was for. Yeah, so nuts. I have an account that uses a lot of smart bidding but not shopping, and I was like, wait. Did they just missay something with the shopping? Was it for all smart bidding? And I'm like looking all over the place for the adjustment and it's nowhere to be found. And of course, they've now defuncted the at Google Ads Twitter account. Yeah, so you can't ask for help. And then people who want to refund, like think they might have been affected possibly, but Google Ads says they weren't. I'm sure they know. But if you want to talk to someone and feel heard, there's nobody out there. I know. So everyone's just hopeless. If you look at this notification at the top of your account, like I said at our Monday meeting this week, I was like, I see why am I, if you see this, uh, I have one and I didn't get a refund. And it turns out it was because it was for our MCC level. We probably had one account that was impacted. No, we had had a few. Okay. Well, I hope you weren't impacted by this. And I hope that if you were, you get your refund. Yes. And Chris found Mm -hmm. this first and he's an influencer in the marketing clock team. Oh, yes. And it was Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Is he American? Like pretty late in the Okay, so oh, you didn't they watch were his working. video. You they outed yourself. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why he caught it when he did, because a lot of people were probably out of the office already when this came in on Wednesday. What else is happening in the news this week? Well, Elena from the YouTube Creators team released a video with some promising new upgrades on YouTube's Search Insights, and she basically started this. And now everything is a video for them. They put everything out in video form. But I'm going to get to that in a minute. It may not be the best medium for them. And she basically (laughs) started by saying, creators want to know what their audiences are looking for. And so now creators will have the opportunity to see parts of what was searched by their audiences in the last 20 days, which is significant parts, perhaps. We'll get to this. All right. And so basically there is an audience and channel views that you can see um, when you are in YouTube, in your uh, creator channel, and under the Your Viewer Searches tab. And she goes on to say, you'll have the ability to look at viewer searches for any keyword for, quote, thousands, end quotes, of topics on YouTube. Right? Sounds pretty cool. You can see what your audience is looking for and then what else is out there. And there's something else that sounds really cool. It's called content gaps. And you may be thinking, 
what are content gaps and how are they different than content old navies? Oh and the answer is <laughs> that according like to you, $40 on a pair of jeans is the answer. <laughs> there you go. So according to YouTube, a search becomes a content gap when a user can't find information that they're looking for. So it could either be the fact that something is non-existent, there isn't a great exact match, or there's like a low resolution or bad video, essentially. Oh, that's nice. Yes, How, but just wait. So it sounds really cool. Like you can see the volume and all this stuff, right? They'll show search volume. It's sort of like RSA reporting because you can see high, medium, or low volume around a term. And they're telling you like, you gotta go out and create a video. Creating videos is hard. Sammy, you create a lot of videos. Just going out and seeing a content gap around something, it takes a lot of work. And having the ability to be like, something has high volume or medium volume, it would be helpful to have actual volume to see how much is out there. Is that is that right? Yeah, because you wanna know that it's worth it. Like if, if all of this editing time is going into something that's actually coming up on people's search or is something that people are searching for. Yeah, and Sammy does a ton of our videos. We'll put some links in the YouTube channel and in, in Spotify. But like it takes a lot of work, especially if you're like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna, you know, deprioritize low quality stuff. Like, but anyway, that's what you get. High, medium, and low. Uh, and I got a little lost when they started showing it live in this video because the person giving the demo searched for Chromebooks. And when the searches came up, it showed things like HP tablet um, and then install Chrome OS on PC. And I didn't see anything I would have predicted with like Chromebook. You think Chromebook, a specific like product, you yeah. would think mm -hmm. best, reviews, reviews yeah. worst, what to avoid, what to look for, specs, all these things that probably have content gaps, but instead you mm -hmm. see these weird terms like HP tablet and things like that. And one of the ones that was medium level was Chrome OS. I'm like, Nobody made a good video. There's a content gap for Chrome OS. Nobody wrote it. Like, what are people doing? And so I go to YouTube, and you can see the examples here. There are dozens yeah. of videos about what is Chrome OS. I see what is Chrome OS. You can hop in there, and I was trying to see if maybe the videos are bad in there. You can't see anymore because they actually removed the, the, the downvote button. So all you can see are upvotes now. <laughs> So I get why they're kind of showing a content gap, but you used to be able to create your own content gap by being like, this video stinks, people hate it. It's more hated than it is liked. But now you can't see this. So now you can use content gaps in high, medium, and low. So it's I was really excited when I saw this rollout, but now I'm a little bit standoffish. What I would say is don't be like the SEOs out there and just use this as your entire strategy because Google or aka YouTube said it. Look at what's out there. Don't just say, oh, there's a high content gap, a content gap on a high volume term and go make videos on it. Yeah, and make sure it's like, it sounds like they're making bad recommendations that aren't even related to the category. Well, I, the thing that, that stinks is I can't even go in there and see if the videos that they have are bad. And I, I know I talked about it last time, but I hate that. And then lastly, I feel like they're trolling us at this point <laughs> because if you look at this video, it is a horrible grainy video <laughs> with bad audio and like we put in so much work to try to get good video and audio and there's so much that goes into it sammy's sitting here on the levers at the whole time and a few weeks ago it was matt Koval. it looked like a hostage video if you remember that <laughs> and then 
So it looks like somebody smeared Vaseline all over a camera. She's got like a glow and she's got like the standard Apple headphones. And it's just like and a bad moves, angle. Yeah. And every time she moves her head, it just like there's friction. And it's like, you're talking about making quality videos and this, write a blog post. Yeah. And we doing? can say this because we have a new studio now. I know. <laughs> but like, yeah, we're trying. We're trying, Jennifer. Um, and then the other thing I thought was funny is that like they've got the buy creator insider merch. Too. Who would buy that? I, I do not know. That's the dumb Google partner stuff you give away for free. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to buy it. Oh, this is even worse because I was like, oh, maybe there's something cool in there. And spoiler alert, there's not. <laughs> but they have a keep it real tote. I'm like, a keep it real tote? What is this? I don't know if this is a handbag. There's no sizing on here. It's a tote bag. Well, I, it looks like a handbag. I don't know. And on one side it says creator insider dot. And on the other side it says keep it real. <laughs> so dumb. Sorry, that's what I got. You got anything better, Nicole? <laughs> yeah, well, Jack Dorsey is flying away from the nest. If anybody's not heard, on Monday, November 29th, Jack Dorsey stepped down from his role as CEO of Twitter in a tweet that said, Not sure anyone has heard, but I resigned from Twitter, with a screenshot of an email sent out to his entire company announcing his departure. You should have done a thread instead of the screenshot. Yeah, I know. Come on. You said anybody could do it in 280 characters. He loves threads so much. (laughs) So he begins his email by naming the multiple roles that he's held at the company for the past 16 years, including co-founder, chair, executive chair, interim CEO, and CEO. And then he goes on to say that he believes the importance of a company being founder-led is limiting and names three reasons why he feels now is the right time to step down. Shots fired, Zuckerberg. Yeah, I was just going to (laughs) say. So he first names the faith that he has in Parag Agarwal, who will replace Dorsey as CEO. He also names Brett Taylor, who has agreed to become the board chair. And lastly, he cites his faith in the employees at Twitter. He ends the email saying he will stay on the board until the end of his term in May to help with the leadership transition and says, my one wish is for Twitter Inc. to be the most transparent company in the world. Hi, mom. (laughs) He's so funny. He's really, I feel like this whole thing is just looking at Zuckerberg. Yeah. And can I, can I interrupt you? I think so. So his, his Twitter name is at Jack. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine being the CEO of a social media platform and not having your name. So Parag is not at Parag. At Parag on Twitter is a locked account that's a picture of the cookie monster eating a cookie. (laughs) And it says, no regrets with regrets spelled wrong. Regrets. (laughs) Is it his first and last name? No, it's Parag A. So he couldn't get Parag, so he has Parag A. So Parag Mm -hmm. got his name. That is not a good look. Maybe he'll get it now. Yeah, now that he's CEO. They didn't want to do it ahead of time because it would be spoiling, you know, Mm -hmm. who is going to be the CEO. Yeah, he really had to earn it. That is really not a good look. (laughs) Does Jack Dorsey get to keep at Jack? Uh, Yeah, I'd imagine. Probably. Why wouldn't it? It's his account. I don't know. I just think it's funny somebody beat Parag to his name. (laughs) (laughs) And then one of my favorite things is the Twitter at Twitter account responded to this tweet saying, absolute legend. Okay, you don't even need to suck up to him anymore. He's not your boss. Put <laughs> it on the board. Move on. <laughs> and of course, a lot of people had stuff to say about this announcement, including Trung Fan at Trung T Fan, 
who replied to Dorsey's tweet writing, Jack Dorsey once had dinner with Zuck, who tried feeding him a raw goat he had killed with a stunt gun. With Dorsey stepping down from Twitter, looks like the intimidation tactic worked. And then he included a screenshot from a Rolling Stones interview in 2019, where Dorsey is describing his most memorable encounter with Zuckerberg. And one of the lines from the interview says, he puts the goat down. It was cold. That was memorable. I don't know if it went back in the oven. I just ate my salad. Is that a true? That's true? Yes. For a while, to be fair, Zuckerberg was only eating food that he killed. Why? Probably like roasting it on his green egg with barbecue <laughs> sauce, right? Isn't that the thing? You guys, somebody check on this man. Like, <laughs> There's another sentence in there where, where, where the response from Jack Dorsey said, about Mark Zuckerberg and the goat, he kills it with a laser gun and then the knife. So at one point, this was apparently a live goat that was lasered and knifed. Why? I feel bad. He should have gotten it on the first kill. Yeah, why do you need to kill it twice? That's literally over. Oh, maybe, maybe he killed it before. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. It's still super weird. Yeah. Maybe. Like, that's what these, that, these are like evil billionaires. Yeah. He must have just saw his future in that encounter and just been like, I've got to get out while I can. <laughs> Also, this really reminds me of another CEO. I don't think he stepped down, but he died. But his name is Dave Thomas. And when he ran Wendy's, he said, I, I've told this story in the show, there would never be a vanilla Frosty. And then he died, and there is a vanilla Frosty, and it's blasphemy. But maybe now we'll get the edit button. Because he's leaving. Yeah, they're not going to. There's no, like, they're too, they're too far in. I Did you like. think there'd be a vanilla Frosty? Yeah. Okay. And it it's makes great. sense. You have to have vanilla with chocolate. And they now make vanilla frosties with coffee. I'm horrified. There's I'm, one frosty like, flavor. I mean, there there is evidence against that argument. Okay. Well, we're <laughs> gonna have to revisit this in a few weeks, in a few years, when there is an edit button and you realize that I'm right. Now it's time for this week's take of the week. This is a hashtag fire digital marketing take with extra spice served up just for you. We simply deliver the take for your consumption. We give no opinions. We don't influence. You make the call. All right. And this week's take of the week is a little different. And it comes from our very own Sarah Burke, who you may have heard on the Marketing A Talk, uh, digital marketing reporting and analytics show. And it's about GA4. So let's kick it over to Sarah. Yeah. And there's only three mics, so I'm just going to get lost. Okay. So as a disclaimer... We're recommending that you keep your universal analytics installation and install GA4 alongside it so you have data collecting into both. Whether we like it or not, GA4 isn't going away. Google said in their initial announcement that that's the platform they're going to be investing in, adding new features and benefits to. Do I think it's not a complete product in its current state and there's things missing? Absolutely. But I think certain things are missing for a reason. GA4 uses a completely different data model than Universal Analytics, and it's not supposed to do the exact same things, and it's not supposed to have the exact same metrics. The way that websites and apps work is changing, the way that users engage with them is changing, and it's built to handle it. One simple example is the bounce rate metric. It's gone out of GA4, and to that I say good riddance. Yes. I've, never, <laughs> I've never liked that metric. I've always steered clients away from putting so much focus on it, um, it's basically a one-page visit. If you have someone visiting your site, grabbing the phone number and converting, that's a great visit, but it has a 100% bounce rate. 
So there's a lot of new awesome metrics in GA4, like engaged sessions, um, that considers a session that lasted longer than 10 seconds, had a conversion event, or the user visited two or more pages, whichever one comes first. And then you could look at engagement rate um, as the percentage of sessions that met this criteria. To me, that's much more meaningful than the bounce rate, especially considering the fact that GA4 joins web and app data. It makes total sense that they get rid of bounce rate, um, considering there's a lot of single page apps where a lot of meaningful engagement happens, but would technically have 100% bounce rate. In general, there are a lot of really exciting things that GA4 can do or will be able to do. And I think if the complaint is that some of the metrics are harder to find or the exact same things aren't in there, you're missing the point and you're missing out. <laughs> Aside from better metrics, I've compiled a comprehensive list of some other really exciting things that GA4 has in store, such as reports that were only available in GA360, like custom funnels and user lifetime reporting, data-driven attribution, Solutions to a cookie-less future like conversion and behavioral modeling. Predictive audiences. Hey Greg, how cool would it be if you could remarket to users that are likely to purchase in seven days? Cool, but I have to use GA4? You have to use oh, GA4. Oh no. I think that's way better than remarketing to a batch of users that hit a pixel. Free BigQuery connection. Automatic event tracking for some of the most common events that you'd want to track. Automatic bot traffic filtering. That Which everybody should be celebrating. Yes, and it actually works from Sorry, what I've seen. This is your take. <laughs> Cross-domain tracking without needing additional tags or a custom setup, so you won't need the blog article that I wrote sometime last year anymore. So if I can offer any advice amid the resistance and frustration I've seen around GA4, I would recommend just start by installing it today, again, with your Universal Analytics installation, so you still have data collecting into both, you can still use both, Get all your same events tracking, which again, many of them will now be automatic, and spend a few hours a week learning it. Um, and don't panic. And remember why you went into this field in the first place. I think a lot of us love it because it's never stagnant. It's constantly developing, and there's always a new challenge to be had, or else we'd all be accountants, right? Which, no shade <laughs> to accountants, very important work. Uh, that was all shade to accountants. <laughs> But I think it's okay to be a little excited about GA4. We don't have it, do it now, before, and then you have a full year of data. Exactly. And honest question, how ma I, do I send you every thread of SEOs? Every single up? one. <laughs> how angry do you get about those Lights threads? of fire my soul. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad, trust me. Okay, I'm back, I hope you didn't miss me. Thank you, Sarah, I'm sure nobody missed me. I know, and I didn't wanna go too far into it, but I just see these threads and I just send them over to her. And I laugh out loud, because I know like she's gonna be like, oh my gosh, like, <laughs> what are these people doing? <laughs> she was a little nicer in that than she was in your Slack threads, probably. Oh yeah, and in real life, she hates it. <laughs> Thank Sarah. you, Sarah. Now it's time for this week's ICYMI. This is something you just might not have seen. Maybe something that you overlooked, but you shouldn't have. I see why my people from Ekvila DeFazio at Ekvila DeFazio on Twitter. She tweeted, looking for campaign ideas. If you haven't seen, Facebook launched an annual holiday calendar with campaign ideas by vertical. For example, you can view ad copy, creative, data, insights, strategy, recommendations for e-commerce, travel, services, etc. So... This is nice that you can use it as a jumping off point. And thank you, Agvila, for sharing. I'm, I wouldn't just take what they say and like copy paste. <laughs> sure, I, I wouldn't for anything. She didn't have enough characters to make that recommendation. But it's good to like get some ideas. But 
I mean, I have a tip for everyone. I have to use jokes and like puns about holidays or promotions all the time. Just Google like Christmas puns. You'll find stuff there. What are you, Jess? You don't need a holiday <laughs> calendar. So thanks, Akbila. Now it's time for this week's pew, pew. lightning round. At this point in the show, we split up our content into three parts. Paid, organic, and social. First up in the paid universe this week from Brett Badovsky at Brett Badovsky on Twitter. Ooh, from our marketing clock influencer. Yeah, we'll have to make our own. Soon to be released. He says, this looks new to me. Unfortunately, none of these reports seem to populate at this time. So he's in the reports tab and he scrolls through... First of all, I got to talk about this report interface in general. It is so hard to like hover over the things and then they go forwards and backwards. Does it not drive anyone else nuts? Yeah, it's crazy. It's so hard to navigate. Mm -hmm. So under extensions, there is a report for extensions upgraded in parentheses. Oh, God. Which I don't think I've seen it here before, but I've pretty sure this means automated extensions so the reason they're not populating is because brett is a good advertiser and doesn't use automated extensions yeah if it's if it sounds like it's good it's bad yes (laughs) and you know this is not switching your necktie to purple labels like beyonce says in her hit song from her album b-day upgrade you okay this is a lie that is not an upgrade to use automated extensions. Is that the song from those uh, Samsung commercials? Is it? <laughs> it might be. <laughs> Let me upgrade you. So. <laughs> it's a really old song. Well, thanks for sharing, Brett, but I hope nobody's are populating. Google Ads is making some improvements to Performance Planner. This article from Google Ads says that there are new suggested changes columns that display suggested budget and bid recommendations for campaigns. I'm sure they're higher than the budget and bids that you currently have. You can also add secondary metrics to your performance plan. Quote, for example, if you plan to use maximized conversions, you can now also add a column that shows the changes to clicks as well. You can also choose a specific time range you want to use for historical conversion rates for Performance Planner. Okay, so this last one, I'll be honest, I've never used Performance Planner. I was feeling kind of fraudulent reporting on this article, so I tried it today. And now I know why I've never used it. (laughs) The last improvement on this list that you could add is that you can add previously, quote, ineligible campaigns, which first of all is so confusing. Like, what is ineligible? I thought it meant like a campaign that was ineligible to serve because it violated some policy. No, they mean things that didn't meet the requirements for performance planner. So they link to it. They don't say what the new things are. Seems to me that now you can just add local campaigns in addition to all the other campaign types that you can use. So I went in and tried it for a pretty high converting account, mostly search campaigns, lots of conversion history, hundreds of campaigns. It only told me there was any data for performance planner for three campaigns and they weren't even like the highest spending or converting ones. Like what? Not significant. I don't know how anyone could use this. So I want to hear from some people. It said unforecastable. Like, tell me what that means. I met all the requirements in the list. I looked a million times. So I want to hear from anyone that has had some luck with this tool because I hate it. And another thing that Dan Richardson hates from his NJS Dan Rich Twitter account, he says, just checking PPC chat, does anyone have this horrendous, if you ask me, workspace view thing in their MCC or am I just lucky? 
So he has a screenshot. I really don't know what I'm looking at here. It says like at the top, <laughs> you can see all your campaigns. It says unsp- unsafe workspace, one filter, enable campaigns, add view, modified. It, it's like unsaved workspace, like an offline editor. Like it's Google like ads. a draft. Or I really need more information on this. I don't have it. I'm glad I don't, I think. Um, he says other benefits are single column, left hand nav, not the usual two. Benefits was in quotes because he hates that too. And so would I. Via George Wynn at Search Engine Land, competitive visibility reports in Google Merchant Center are now available in open beta in the US. So in these reports, you can see relative visibility. This shows how often your competitors' offers are shown compared to your offers. You can also see page overlap that describes how frequently competitors, retailers' offers are shown together with your offers on the same page. And higher position rate, which shows how often a competitor's offer was placed in a higher position on the page than your offer. So this is really just in time for the holiday season. I love that they're adding this to Merchant Center now. So get that data, people. And Brett found this too. He's finding things all over the place. Move him up a couple spots. (laughs) In our influencer list. Okay, he's number one right now. My book. Yeah, so this is where I saw this first. Um, Brett tweeted it out that he found it in Merchant Center too. And from Menaham Ani, he says, Google Ads FYI. This is huge. Like, this is a big ICYMI here. Editing your target ROAS and CPA bid no longer pushes the campaign back into learning mode. <laughs> Super important for BFCM. This is something we should have been alerted to. I love, I love it. It's like everything is so important until it's not important at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's like with data-driven attributions, you have to have 500 conversions within 30 days. And if you go into 300 conversions, we're going to kick you back out the last such interact. And then it's like, oh, wait, none of that matters. Everything's going to be data-driven attribution. And then, oh, it doesn't matter about the number of conversions. It doesn't matter about changing anything. We got it covered. Because they probably thought people were going to low their, lower their target ROAS. They just want more money. For Black Friday. And I understand that that's the speaking point from Google, use your own judgment. Yeah, that is such a huge change. That's so exciting. So if that made you happy, this one is just going to take that feeling right away because Sam Kessenich from our Discord community notified us that he says, not sure if this has been mentioned here, but the Supermetric Connector for Google Ads, Google MCC, does not pull any Performance Max data into Google Data Studio. I assume it doesn't pull into any connections, including Google Sheets as well, but only use it for Data Studio. So it's not just like they're taking your data away in the platform. You can't even report on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's crazy. And I imagine it's just because, like, well, I think Sean Alley said it, it sounds like Performance Max is like a high-powered truck. It's like you can't pull from Performance Max. Performance Max pulls you. That should be the tagline <laughs> for the truck. <laughs> we should make shirts, right? No We're- other campaign type has a slogan. Performance Max does. <laughs> yes, we should definitely make a shirt. We'll work on it. And Sean, you need to be the spokesperson. <laughs> okay, Tales- what a bad job as spokesperson. This campaign type that has no data. What if that was a thing like the PPC influencers? You know, that's what influencers do. They like promote Google's latest initiative. Did you just define Ginny? <laughs> no. <laughs> She's not on the list. Not anymore. I want Andrea Cruz to be like, this is Performance Max. This is why you have to use it. And we know she's getting paid. I don't want that. (laughs) Think it'd be funny. (laughs) Not Andrea. Somebody else on there. Brett from our list. (laughs) Tales from PPC Reddit. 
This one was posted by user, this is a pretty decent username for once, New Layers. The title of the article is even better. Google ad support has really gone down the toilet. Ooh, like a wet rat. <laughs> Stop it. So this is really long. It's a sad story. This new layers person is trying to set up a new account for someone and having these billing problems and can't get through to a real person. They're trying all the different support channels. But there's a really good point in here. It says, people rely on Google ads to get their businesses seen in search results, especially when those businesses are new. Some don't have really any other choice. To treat customers this way is cruel and unethical, especially when they are spending so much money on the platform. So they probably don't care about him because he's not spending any money, but he can't spend any money because they won't help him. It's chicken or the or egg. Or her. I'm sorry. That was terrible. But it's just coming back to fight. The, like, they got to figure this out. Like, help us. We will help you. It's chicken or the egg? The rat or the toilet? <laughs> okay. And then I love what this ends with. New layers, like, really feels my pain. Quote, I'm ranting about this point, but Google support basically reminds me right now of when I was trying to cancel my Time Warner cable subscription. <laughs> I was trying to give money to this gigantic company. And it's like, no, we will not take your money. And then this is probably, we get a lot of tales from PPC Reddit. I've never seen one with more replies. There are so many people just agreeing, saying it's terrible. Um, rattling tram said they started in the toilet, then they moved to the sewers. <laughs> if I could have $50 for every hour of my time, Google or Facebook ads support have wasted, I could book a holiday tomorrow. British like Chris Woodley. Nice. Well, let's get something more uplifting here, Shep. Okay. Um, it's not. <laughs> oh, no. This is from Roshan at Son of Gorkali on Twitter. And Roshan says, so this is happening I'm letting this ticket be open and see how long it takes for the bot to understand this is crazy or how long it will take for someone at Google to actually pay attention for me. Pay attention to me. Hashtag PPC chat. So literally, this support ticket was started March 2nd of 2021, and it is still happening. We had Broadmatch modified then. <laughs> That's how long it's been. And the, the latest update was like, we'll get back to you by no later than the December 3rd. Like, you'll get back to me with absolutely nothing. They're so useless. They might get back to you with uh, the term AdWords. <laughs> so maybe that, it's you. Yeah, it's me. Roku announced a new Shopify app for small businesses that will let them easily launch and measure TV streaming ad campaigns. So as someone who watches QVC on the Roku app, I think this is such a great idea. Like you can really find people in the buying mood on the app. So very exciting. Did you use any of the Twitter, Amazon live uh, stuff on Cyber Monday? No, because nobody cares. I've said it's not a social thing. It should be a Roku thing. I don't get why they do it on Cyber Monday. It's like that's a work day. Yeah. Nobody wants to sit there and watch TV about mm, a deal on a work day. On Twitter, a lot of people have it open at work. Oh, really? oh. <laughs> Not me, of course. Well, I'm on Biz Twitter. You, I know <laughs> you don't have it open or Jess, that's for sure. I'm better than Jess. That's not saying anything. I have Biz Twitter bookmarked, okay? I'm doing my best. And finally, we have another tale from PPC Reddit here. This one is posted by user Nude Junior. Can you repeat that again? <laughs> This one is posted by the user Nude Junior. New Junior? Nude Junior. Oh, Nude Junior. Yes. We're going to have to bleep that out. I, yeah, I I don't want more details on that one. That so, sounds illegal. 
<laughs> this story should be illegal. He says, oh, I don't I keep labeling the Reddit people as men because I'm like, what lady uses Reddit? <laughs> New Junior says, accidentally put max CPC to $90 instead of nine. Nine cents. Hey, you don't Nine accidentally cents. do this. You have to hit it twice. I don't believe you nude junior. I know. You do have to hit it twice. But sometimes you're just like accustomed to pressing buttons. I don't know. Google spent a thousand dollars in thirty minutes. Will they refund? And everyone responded and they were like, I'm sorry, nude. It's not gonna happen. Go try to go cry to nude senior because you know, it happens to everyone. A lot of people were being very encouraging. They were like, Listen, it only happens once, happens to the best of us. I don't want to jinx it. This is not happening. You have to hit that twice. I really hope high. it never does. I have set up a display campaign without any targeting, and it ran for an hour, and that was pretty bad. Um, but I haven't done this. Or done it again. I it only happens once. Yeah, I never did that display thing again. So I hope it doesn't happen to Nude again. Yeah, Nude, take that as a $1,000 lesson. What's happening in organic? All right, this week in organic, there, as we've heard about the wrapped for, by Spotify, there's now wrapped for podcasters. And I think this is ingenious. We had it last year. We talked I, about it on the show. <laughs> I forgot about it last year. This year seemed better. Yes. Um, and for people considering where to go and what to look for, Spotify ads are not going away. I just saw a really cool study about a company using Spotify ads over on the business Spotify account, if you want to check that out. But it's now not only just for, I guess, I guess last year as well, for users, but also for podcasters. You get really cool stuff. Um, if you're watching on YouTube right now, I'll put the video in over the top of this whole thing and on on Spotify for video. So really cool. We have, People listen to us in 72 countries. Is that up over last year? Well, it said there were three new countries. Oh, so there's only 195 countries. We're only in 72 of them. I wrote them down. It was Jamaica. Ooh. Um, hold on. <laughs> Jamaica, Honduras, and Armenia. Hello. Nice. But really cool, and again, another reason to consider Spotify for your advertising. And from Glenn Gabe and Brody Clark, it seems like there's a visual stories feature that contains a lot of web stories, and we did a marketing a talk with Glenn Gabe and Sam Schmidt about web stories before anybody else, I think, was talking about them, but how they're showing up now for more broad queries. And Glenn goes on to say, I can't imagine many people are liking the results for those queries, but it should be interesting to follow. He's been a big fan of web stories, but I think they might need to change it a bit. And if you look at the examples, there are a lot of web stories in there. But as everybody's whining, all these SEOs are whining about GA4 and Eats and all these, like work, look at what is working and try different stuff. Try web stories, see if it works for you, whatever. All right, next up from an article from Microsoft Bing. It's about saving time online with page insights. I don't know if you're really going to save a lot of time with this, but it's similar to what Google does about like about this result. And it's now a light bulb next to a result in the Serpies. And you can see jump to a specific section of the page. So again, the example they gave wasn't great. The example they gave like had a lot of different stuff and explore more. If you look at our example, just for our company, Cypress North, um, it can explore this page and it goes to like these weird things they've selected. And then you can't see it for big companies. I tried to look at it for like Google or Salesforce or something, and they just took the light bulb completely away. <laughs> which Isn't is, that who you'd want it for? I think you would. 
but no. So again, you can see this very prominent light bulb in the search engine results pages. Ours didn't say anything about AdWords? <laughs> no, it didn't. Thankfully, I changed it the minute I saw it. <laughs> All right, and the November 2021 core update rollout is now complete. And if you want any and all information on it, you can head on over to AmSiv Digital. The one and only Lily Ray at Lily Ray NYC on Twitter has the winners and the losers of the November 2021 core update. But the top two winners in total gain and visibility are Wiktionary.org and Wikipedia.org. So just a disclaimer. Don't listen to anybody out there telling you to change your domain to put a wiki in it. This is just anecdotal. Uh, and the some of the biggest losers were Forbes, Reuters, a lot of movement in the news section. And Lily, Lily does a great job breaking down by every vertical what moved up and what took a hit. So go check it out at AMSIV Digital. And from Glenn Gabe on Twitter, at Glenn Gabe, he shared an article from CNBC that Black Friday shopping in stores drops 28% from pre-pandemic levels as shoppers spread spending throughout the season. I believe it. Sounds bad, right? I feel like people are doing more online shopping and like companies are spreading their deals out for the whole week. Yeah. So it's not as stressful. I like it. Especially, I feel like everyone's spreading it out for the week except for some people and then you have to take the risk. It's like, should I buy it on Friday or see if there's a better deal on Monday? Yeah. And I lost with Shutterfly and my Christmas cards. Spent like $2 more. <laughs> oh, no. It's still COVID. Why are you comparing COVID to non-COVID? Yeah. What kind mm -hmm. of moron does that? You're like, oh, it's 20% down over a non-pandemic time period. Like, that sounds good. Mm -hmm. It's a pandemic still, right? Or did I miss something? Oh, no, it's, it's still here. Okay. Yeah. But there was the world's largest disco still happened, fully vaccinated. <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, now check this one out. Same company, CNBC. Cyber Monday online sales drop 1.4% from last year to $10.7 billion, falling for the first time ever. This is why you can't trust news. <laughs> one of them compares it to pre-pandemic, and the other one compares it to high pandemic, and it's the same company. Why wouldn't you use the same year when you're comparing? Like, you dropped 1.4% in the midst of pandemic breakout and people not being having the time to be vaccinated. Why would you use two different times? They just care about the headline and the clickbait. But, but if you looked at this and you compared it to pre-pandemic, like the previous article, this Cyber Monday would be up. But nobody would read it. And nobody would report on it like us idiots. Clickbait. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I'll stop. All right, and Glenn Gabe won't, apparently, because he has a tweet about the word of the year. Does anybody know the word of the year from Collins? Oh, I'm so bad at this. You might. Did you look ahead, Nicole? No. Okay, word of the year. Sammy, did you look? All right, let's see who can get closest. Word of the year, 2021. What happened this year? Is it coronavirus-related? That was, I feel like, last like year. Like Delta? Nope. I mean, oh, vaccine. A double vax was in the running, but was not word of the year. Okay, that was my guess. Vari variant? Nope. So, wait, it's not corona related? No. A lot of coronas together. No, <laughs> it's already a word. <laughs> it's like the made up, like, newest word or whatever. Oh. Or I get, I get, maybe it's word of the year. I don't know. 
Metaverse, uh, crypto made the shortlist. Chugi? Chugi was oh, on the shortlist. It yeah. was not the word of the year. It, NFT. Mm. Uh, it's not a word. It's three words. WTF. <laughs> it's non-fungible token. How are you saying that? Do you, you need a definition of word, Collins. So does that mean that it's in the dictionary now? Yes, NFT. Okay. Word of the year. <laughs> Acronym of the year, if you ask me. All right. And next up from Mark Saltra. I've heard of that guy. Oh. At Marketing by Mark on Twitter. And he says, at HubSpot added latest source tracking for source, source drilled on one and source drilled on two to complement original source for more detailed attribution. Go follow him on Twitter at Marketing by Mark. And he says, I think it's new as of 11.15, but I could have missed it. Look, if if it's new and helps Mark's got yeah. it. So, absolutely. All right. And Russia is fining Google 3 million rubles for not deleting banned content. And apparently there was supposed to be some con- banned content that was supposed to be gone. It wasn't gone. And does anybody know how many USD 3 million rubles are? A lot. I think it's a lot more. Okay. Your guess? Like over a billion. Over a billion. Okay. Nicole, your guess? Five billion. Sammy, do you have a guess? <laughs> I'm going to go 700 million. $40,000. Oh, we went the wrong That's way. it? Oh. Like Google just pay. Like just do... <laughs> do Three gazillion rubles. Like, Google is just going to pay you. <laughs> They've got the whole legal team there. They, they want to fight, you know? Yeah. And also, like, how are people going to go on tour? All the I, band was, content's I thought you were going to make a, con- a joke about that. All the band content. All the Netflix specials, they're done. <laughs> All right. And lastly here, Edge users aren't happy about Microsoft's built-in buy now, pay later. Apparently, the tool that is called Zip um, was added to Microsoft Edge, and some people thought that there's bloatware on Zip, and other people didn't like the potential financial ramifications of buy now, pay later. You and love it. No, I hate it. I do QVC. not want to see this next $13 hit for that <laughs> Quacker Factory sweater that you were wearing last week. But that's it for Organic. What's happening in social, Nicole? So first up in social, the Com- Competition and Markets Authority, which is the government department in the U.K., responsible for competition regulation, announced that it has directed Facebook to sell Giphy after finding the takeover could reduce competition between social media platforms and increase Facebook's already significant power. So you're Team Giphy, not Team Jiffy. You're I, team I, I, al- I alternate. Jiffy, Giphy. Greg, Dreg. <laughs> <laughs> the panel found that a Facebook... Jiffy merger <laughs> would deny or limit others' platforms' access to Jiffy GIFs, driving more traffic to Facebook-owned sites and allow Facebook to change the terms of access by, for example, requiring TikTok, Twitter, and Snapchat to provide more user data to access Giphy GIFs <laughs> in its <laughs> independent review. <laughs> See, I got all of them in there. I like it. Make Giphy, the company, the G, and then GIFs. Can we all and Make everybody, everyone happy. Yeah. Can we all and everybody listening just sit back for one second and think that there is something, A, in the UK called the Competition and Markets Authority. And 
they're talking to one of the biggest companies in the world saying, you can't buy a moving picture company. <laughs> Isn't that incredible? There's like a lot mm-hmm. bigger fish to fry. <laughs> no, these little gifs and gifs can't buy them. <laughs> what is this? Are there actual problems you got to solve? This is a problem. And from social media today, LinkedIn Live, which was initially only available to members and pages with over 150 followers or connections, is now available to anyone with creator mode turned on. You'll now be able to broadcast to followers in the app and have access to newsletters to keep touch with your audience. And finally, LinkedIn is improving discovery for LinkedIn creators, which makes you eligible to be featured as a suggested creator to follow. I'm mad at the LinkedIn creator sub because I applied for the creator fund and we didn't get picked. <laughs> you did? <laughs> yeah. And then they were like, oh, you didn't get picked, but we just want you to be able to access all these tools. And I feel like it was just a sales kit and nobody got picked. I'm actually mad still at the Competition and Markets Authority from the UK <laughs> because they, and I think Azim confirmed this, the princes do not have a last name still. Can't they get on that before they worry about Jiffy and Giffy? So it's not Windsor? No. It- I wish you were here when we were talking about this. What is there is no last name, correct? Their birth certificates Mountbatten. Yeah. Their birth certificates don't say a last name, but like Archie, when you get to Archie, like he's Mountbatten Windsor. Yeah. So they do have last names. No, name. they do not. Azim said no. He's not, from the UK. Okay. okay. <laughs> and Jane Manchin Wong at Wong M. Jane says Twitter is working on reply downvotes feature. Downvotes aren't public and Twitter is saying it will help prioritize higher quality content. Unlike YouTube. Unbelievable. And Hammond O at Hammond O1 shared that Instagram is testing having all videos being published in the app as reels. The time, size, and orientation of the video doesn't matter. What? <laughs> Wait, so I'm so confused. Do you not have the point. choice? <laughs> what are reels, stories, live, like And there's no IGTV anymore. It's just video, right? They got rid of that? I think that rings a bell. It's hard to keep up. <laughs> what are they doing? And then I look at the reel. I see a reel. I avoid a reel. Do you, do yes. you like reels? No, I depend. Oh, oh, okay. So you like reels. Well, sometimes, okay. You know what I've become a sucker for and I'm shocked? The Facebook ones. I never have the sound on. Like they show reels on Facebook. But sometimes like with the captions, it'll suck me in and I want to see how it ends. And I like turn the sound on and I watch. And I feel a little bit ashamed. Sammy, I feel like you're a pretty, pretty like sensible person. Right, I feel like that's that's a good description of you. Do you are you a reels person on Instagram? I am probably the biggest reels person. What? I Since she's not on TikTok, reels. though, right? I, yeah, I, it's that's probably why. because I'm not on TikTok. Oh my gosh! So I look it's the, at the only reels. place she's like, seeing them. I want to see yeah. an actual video. I don't want to see a short little dance. I feel like just in general, that's taking away from like high quality content. Instagram with pictures gives you like I scroll through my feed and I find like really cool images of like professional photographers or like really high quality creators and then I see somebody dancing in a reel mm-hmm. no I'm out and then you see people Spotify wrapped right and I get stressed out and leave the app <laughs> <laughs> and despite Facebook's strict algorithm banning a long list of photos and keywords Facebook Marketplace is thriving. Amber Burton on Protocol.com writes, shoppers and sellers alike voice that the platform has brought them closer to their communities and that it feels safer than other resale sites because many of the vendors are local and can be verified using the platform. And as supply chain issues persist, 
more people have become willing to purchase gently used gifts and services locally. In the past month alone, Facebook has seen an 80% increase in items listed and described as gifts on the site, a 20% increase from the same time period last year. Are you a marketplace lady? So this is big news. Yesterday, I sold my first item on Facebook Marketplace. What? And I actually had a very positive experience. What'd you sell? A camera. Can you share? Okay. Yeah. I, we used to talk about this on the show a lot. I um, love Marketplace, but I don't want to buy things. I just like, like to see creepy or weird stuff. Yeah. And like the algorithm, as you click on it, it shows you more and more. So like, Mm -hmm. I've never searched creepy baby doll. I get those too. But I have a lot of screenshots. Your algorithm is like all like brat's feet. Yeah. Or like weird (laughs) items of clothing that you would never sell or buy that are used. It's yeah, it's a lot of fun. Matt Navarra at Matt Navarra tweeted that Facebook Creator Studio has added an inspiration hub feature where you can discover recent popular posts and hashtags relevant to your Facebook page and search and filter top posts published on Instagram. From Andrew Hutchinson on social media today, Twitter has updated its regulations on unauthorized use of private media and depictions of individuals. Under this policy, tweets that include private information such as addresses, identity documents, contact info, and financial information will have limited visibility removed or hidden while awaiting info. I don't know why that wasn't already a policy, but I'm glad yeah, it is. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> like you could do that like with AI and you like haven't done it. They're thriving without Jack Dorsey. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what uh, what Ray Charles um he sent a message over to uh, to Mr. Dorsey. Did you hear what he said? Hit the road, Jack. <laughs> that was the worst ever. <laughs> okay. And last up in social from The Verge, the dating app Hinge has gone viral on TikTok and Twitter where people are posting funny, cringe, and bizarre Hinge voice prompts. This voice prompts feature debuted last month, which allows users to respond to Hinge curated prompts in 30-second clips. That sounds creepy. I've seen some of them. Like, what What are the prompts? They're just like, like, what's your ideal day? And then somebody will answer in a 30-second clip. And people say, like, really weird things. Yeah, and they'll try to be funny. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what is it? April 14th. All you need is a light jacket. Miss Congeniality? Oh, I know that. Yeah. <laughs> I think I got the date wrong. Was Sandra James? <laughs> Sandra Bullock. It's Sandra Bullock. Oh, Sandra Bullock. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought she took Jesse's last No, time. she would never. Okay. And now they're divorced, aren't they? Yeah. He's a bad guy. Okay. Not, not, he's a very good welder. Okay. That's it, though. I'm sure you know. <laughs> and that brings us to our real life segment. Straight out of our accounts and into your ear holes. It's time for working hard or... Hardly working. I was trying to make an automated rule for campaigns in Microsoft, and I noticed that you go to the automated rule page, like from tools at the top, and then automated rules, and it lists all your rules, but you can't add one there, as far as I can tell. You have to go to the campaign tab and then press a tiny button that says automate, and then select the campaigns you want the rules to apply to, and then do it that way. I think that makes absolutely no sense. Nice. And something working hard for me is product extensions. If you haven't used them in a while, there's a lot more flexibility, a lot more holidays. You cannot just say a certain percentage. You can say up to. 
You can set the dates that it's running. You can set the dates that the sale is for if you want to run it ahead of time. Um, a lot of, of, of things have changed. If you haven't used it in a while, it was very nice this past Black Friday and Cyber Monday. And I've been using a lot of mock-ups. I feel like it's been mentioned quite a bit on the show, but making a lot of wireframes and landing pages, and it's just super helpful to lay out all the elements for a client and be able to customize all the fonts and colors. And you're talking about the tool mock-ups, M-O-Q-Ups, so M-O-Q-U-P-S.com. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Wait, is this a cool tool? Is this a cool tool? <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> And now for this week's Cool Tool. As a reminder, our Cool Tool segment is not an official endorsement or paid mention. We're simply sharing something we found in our travels that may be of use to our listeners. And is really, really cool. This week's Cool Tool is the URL structure analysis created by Elias Davis. This tool can help you understand the URL structure of a website using its XML sitemap. It splits the URLs into their main components and creates an interactive tree map visualization to help you see how content is split on the website. And now it's time for our must-read marketing article of the week. An article so advanced, so in-depth, so detailed, we simply cannot cover it in its entirety on today's show. And this week's must-read marketing article of the week comes from WhiteSpark. Whitespark.ca is the domain, and it's written by Darren Shaw. And it is a 2021 local search ranking factors. It's what you need to know to rank in Google's local results. If you have any type of brick and mortar, you'll want to see this. Darren and the team go on to break out links, uh, everything you need for Google My Business. Now, what is it now? Google business profile, profile. behavioral, everything is in this thing. There are so many stats that are actually displayed well, which is like half the battle of stats. And so you can see the top 20 local pack factors in 2021 and head on over to whitespark.ca to see all that. Thank you, Darren. All right. That does it for today's show. It is now officially not marketing o'clock. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this week's Marketing O'Clock. If you're looking for more information on today's topics, head over to marketingoclock.com slash newsletter to receive every single article we covered. We share the news as it breaks in our Discord community. Head over to community.marketingoclock.com to join. And we'll see you next week. Welcome to this week's Shooting the Heck where after our famous Friday news show, we don't talk about marketing anymore. We just... Shoot the heck. Today, we are playing Nicole's favorite game. She told me <laughs> it's two types of people where we all give a scenario where you're either one type of person or you're the other. There is no in-between, and everyone has to go around and say which type they are. Okay, Greg, we'll start with you. All right, my two kinds of people. Oh, it's kinds, First not up, type. <laughs> there are people that like cooking in a crock pot and people that don't who doesn't like to save time and energy i know this goes out to somebody here who, that helps on who our audio like, who doesn't like to come home to the smell of a completed dinner so, so what, what who doesn't thoughts? like the soup sweats on a fall night <laughs> <laughs> i love a crock pot all right nicole i don't think i personally ever used one myself but I do enjoy crock pot dinner. 
It's delicious. Yeah. Sammy, why don't you like a crock pot? I don't have any control over like... Wait, you don't like crockpots? No. <laughs> I thought that's why you said Matt it. Matt hates crockpots. Oh. He thinks it makes everything terrible. Yeah, it makes everything very like vanilla. It makes everything meld together. That's, that's the whole so good about it. But like Ooh, so a nice good. roast that's been like in the crockpot for like eight hours, yeah. you know, and Yeah. It's got the barbecue marinade. in there. Yeah. It's got the onions cooking and the Worcestershire yeah. sauce. It's not what it's called. <laughs> I don't know. What it's Do you called. just not like any soup? No, I like soup. I just think that there's a time and place for a crock pot. Soup is fine, I suppose. But when fine, I suppose. No, like it's fine in a crock pot. Oh, like I like soup. Okay. But the thing of it is, there's is like one kind of people. With soup. There's so many people who are just like, <laughs> ooh, stuffed spinach artichoke dip chicken in a crock pot with extra cheese and cream and no seasoning. So you don't That's like it when I don't. It's fattening. No, <laughs> I, I don't get it. Also, I'd like to say about Matt, he like kind of lives with a Michelin star chef. That's true. So it's like easy yeah. for him to just like look down on crockpots. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll go next. This is something that has come up in our lunchroom a few times, and I, I think we've avoided saying it on the show. There are two types of people. People that use the top sheet on their bed and people that throw it away. They just sleep on the regular fitted sheet and their comforter. What type are you guys? Greg, you can start. I, me, by nature, I am very much use the sheet. The sheet is there for a purpose. If I want a little bit of coolness, I can take the comforter off. I can keep the sheet up around me. But many times I get in a bed when my wife is already there and I just sit around digging for the sheet because she's the opposite. And I sit, so I, I would, if it were me, I would be a sheet 100%. I feel like there's two types of people, like I said, and they marry each other. Oh, I, I picked wrong. <laughs> no, I'm saying you marry the opposite. Oh, yeah, 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 yes. Okay, you Nicole. have to. You have to have that, that strife to keep it going. Nicole? Um, I do believe in the top sheet, but it does frequently get lost under the comforter. So if it's like really buried in there, I won't work to get it. There are people who yeah. really don't believe in it. So you're the same type as Greg. Okay, Sammy? I don't know where my top sheet is right See, now. So. I could not sleep. You're, you, you don't want to wash your comforter all the time. Like you sweat no, I, on yeah. it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Sheet is there for a purpose. Oh. It's a protector against a comforter. Yeah. Jill Fetcher does not believe in the top sheet. Oh, no. Like, Tell Casey that. <laughs> if you, like, if you ever go to someone's house and they don't have a top sheet, like, run. They're not washing that comforter. Okay, Nicole, what do you have for us? So two types of people, there are people who, when they see a bug or an insect, will be kind and take it out in like a jar or a plate, take it outside, or the people that just like go ahead and kill it. This is an excellent one. This is fantastic. I'm, rest in peace to the bug, okay? I don't have the patience to pick it up, and I'm terrified that if I do, it's going to touch me or harm me in some way. <laughs> that bug is dead on the bottom of my shoe. Or... I make someone else kill it for me. <laughs> Sammy, if it's um, like a spider, I squish it. If it's wow. a bee or a pollinator, I try my very best to capture it and get it outside so it can pollinate. But I'm sorry, spiders. I, I'm not that brave. I just squish them. What about when we had ants in the bathroom? Oh, I just leave them be and then I take photos of them. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be the kill it guy and now I don't kill anything. 
I take everything out of the house. With the exception of like fruit flies, because I don't know how to really catch those. But a spider, even the gnarliest spider, I take it out of the house and I, I let it free. Would you like call it an exterminator ever or are you against it? No. I, I have like, I saw a mouse in my garage. And you didn't call an exterminator? No. It needs to be warm. It needs a place to stay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bring one over to your, your house too. <laughs> no! Oh, that's terrible. Okay, Sammy, what do you have for us? Um, this one's interesting because I know for a fact that these two types of people have split this room. Um, there are two types of people. People who love kids and people who don't love kids. Oh, Nicole and I. <laughs> Nicole, I see you. I already know what your answer is. And it's kids in general or like other people's kids? Well, I don't have kids, so, so it's, it's kids. kids in general. Okay. Kids are people too. I All mean, right. it's pretty mean. It doesn't mean so I like, have to like them. It's like prejudice. <laughs> All right, so what are our answers? How are you just going to say you don't like a whole subset of people? I mean, it's pretty terrible. I love kids. They're hilarious. I love asking them like adult questions. You know, what do you think of the recession and seeing what they say? Um, I love kids. I don't like kids. Um, I don't know how to interact with them. And they don't judge. But why are they always sticky? Kids can be very judgmental and they don't hold back. (laughs) If I had to pick, I'm not a kid guy. I don't necessarily enjoy if it's just kids in general like other people's kids i like well-behaved like funny nice kids but that's like rarity oh i like bad kids too. oh really <laughs> like but like you have to like your own kids and i love my kids and they're super fun oh there was a really good joke that my son told me i think jess would like it if she's listening she's not where he's like yeah you know what it's better i i like it better when we can go play outside and we can't really in this weather I'm like, yeah, it, gets, it just gets so rainy and so wet and so gross. It's just not good because everything gets muddy and everything like that. And he goes, Daddy, I agree with you. <laughs> that was pretty good. Like, in this, how do you not like that? That's a good kid. Yeah. All kids are good kids, even the bad ones. <laughs> Sammy, what about you? Oh, I, I uh, don't like kids. <laughs> um, I don't understand why they're always sticky. I don't understand why they're so upset when they don't have to pay taxes. Um, they don't have to clean the house. Uh, it's no from me. Okay, well, you're here first, folks. Sammy hates your kids, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>